Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Well, welcome to The Bowling Point, everyone. Uh, I have, across sitting across from me, um, someone who looks completely opposite from Greg Hemmings. Yes. And, and it, is, it, is, it is Monica Adair, who is guest hosting, the first guest host we've had, uh, either of us have had, in 150 episodes. And Monica was a former guest on with her very talented husband, um, Stephen Cobb. Stephen Cobb. Yeah, we're and, from Acre Architects. Acre Architects. Mm-hmm. Um, Monica, thank you for coming on. Uh, we had such a great time with you initially. Um, we thought we should bring you back on. So, well, so what, what 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 caused you to, to jump on with us? What what, well, what, what, I, what did you agree? Listen, Greg and I go way back to high school, and I always wanted to see can I can I fit into Greg Hemming's shoes? So this is my real <laughs> test. So this is this is it. Greg. Be, well, no, these can, are tryouts. I think it's the other way around. Can Greg fit into your shoes? <laughs> so. So we're gonna we're gonna actually jump right into this. I mean, and are you are you feeling comfortable? Well, I'm excited that we have an exciting guest today. Yes, this is gonna be great. So what a really great day to have uh, to kind of pinch hit today. So we're excited. We're gonna have Marilyn Barefoot, which I'm really you know you can tell us a little bit more about her. But uh, from what I've read, she's a pretty talented and exciting leader that uh, women have as leadership mentor role so it's exciting to have her absolutely today. and we have and she's listening hi marilyn hi there how are you i'm great thank you. you thank you for that great uh drum roll there monica <laughs> that's fantastic uh yeah, so listen you've got a very very cool company called barefoot brainstorming yes and you're now where are you based marilyn I'm based in Toronto, but I do work all over the world. So Toronto is a great hub for clients and also a great hub for an airport to go to other places to do cool work with other people in other cities. One of my least favorite airports, Pearson, only because I seem to get stuck on the friggin' tarmac there every time I'm there. And maybe it's being yes. from Atlanta, Canada. I don't know, but but uh, but I do like the Maple Leafs. So um, so I'm and I was born in Toronto. It's a fabulous place. Now you do some really cool stuff. So so maybe rather and this is you know this is us being uh, or me being a little bit lazy here. Um, rather than mm-hmm. me try to introduce you or Monica, can you introduce yourself to our guests? Of course, yeah. No, Go that's uh, that's perfect. Uh, it's not your job. That should be my job. <laughs> uh, First of all, Barefoot is really my name. You know, people thought, or people ask me, usually that's the first question out of the gate is, okay, uh, really? How did you come up with the name of the company? <laughs> is this really, really, really my name? Uh, my father and his whole family came from the UK. So I am not native. I'm not First Nations, although at, at first blush, people would like to believe that. And it would be such a cool story if I was, and I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that perhaps my family history was probably not aristocracy, because if you go back towards, oh, well, the blacksmith family was called blacksmith because the father was a blacksmith. I don't imagine we had a ton of, ton of money. (laughs) If all the kids were walking around barefoot, chances are I am not in line for the Royal family in any way, shape or form. 
so Barefoot Brainstorming was born of my 25 to 30 year career in advertising. I worked in major advertising agencies based here in Toronto for my whole career and also had my own for about nine years. And the one piece of all of this that drove me crazy was that you know, the client would brief you, we need a big idea for the Coca-Cola activation of the Olympics here in Canada, for example. And the agency is supposed to run away into their little black hole and wave a magic wand and come back with a million brilliant ideas. And there was no process. There was a process that we had a lot of very expensive creative people that were in the black hole that did what they did and came back with beautiful things, but there really wasn't a process. So I was always intrigued, struck by, curious about, well, big ideas. Where do they come from? Other than kicking a brief down to a creative department and saying, good luck, we're pitching tomorrow at four o'clock. So I had the opportunity of working with Tetra Pak in Sweden and being exposed to to some facilitation techniques, uh, which were created in 1957, actually, in North America, in Upper State New York, in Buffalo, by Mr. Sid Parnes and Mr. Osborne, called the Osborne Parnes Theory, which is basically the premise of everything I'm doing to create big ideas with clients. Very cool. Yeah, so, fascinating. Yeah. No, now, you're a, a highly creative person, Monica. Thank you. You are. You know, as, Monica, as, yes, yeah, you are. 100%. <laughs> in terms of, no, I mean, and tell, tell Marilyn a little bit of what you do, because I'm, because, you know, you have to pull creative ideas out of clients. Sure. And what, and, and, and it's true. I mean, there's a really, there's a, there can be a real challenge. People got, you know, these blocks and there's, you know, like, so, so, you know, yeah. Tell, tell, uh, no, what, I, do you guys have a process? I use? think that's very interesting. That I've never really thought of it as a lacking process because you kind of sense that creatives tend to be those messy, disorganized kind of big thinkers, and it's a little bit sporadic. And I think that's interesting to mm-hmm. kind of think, how can you repeat process to be able to have those big success wins every time? So what would you say is the basis of your process? Like where or what, you know, where, where could you start? Sure. Well, Interesting that, Monica, when you describe creatives as messy, disorganized, there's some keys in those words. Let me start with when we all trotted off to junior kindergarten or nursery school or wherever we started our little academic world, every single person born on this planet and maybe outside of this planet that we don't know about, we're all born creative. We all are born creative. And kids have this amazing, unique ability to be able to make random associations. So this process is really based on us essentially going back to what we were innately able to do when we were five, six, seven, eight Mm -hmm. years of age, which is taking something and randomly associating it with something else and creating a big idea. When we go to school and we're educated, we are educated in buckets. This belongs here and that belongs there. And this belongs over there. They don't belong together. And um, I was listening to a fantastic a podcast actually a couple of days ago by another phenomenally creative man named Michael Michalko, who's in the United States, and he's written some amazing books, which I highly recommend. We can talk about those afterwards. But 
he talked about the brilliant thinkers in the world like Einstein and Michelangelo and, and told a story of Michelangelo that I didn't know. So I will just take two seconds to tell you. Michelangelo was not allowed to go to university. And apparently, way, way, way back then in the world of Michelangelo, Michelangelo was the only son of a single mom. And then in Italy, there were rules and the rules were unless you had two parents, you couldn't go to university. I don't know why, but hmm. this was the way it was. So here is Michelangelo self-taught, essentially, who was one of the most brilliant thinkers in the world. And, and he apparently created the bicycle because he was playing with a sponge, like he's a teenager, putting the sponge in paint, throwing it at a wall. And looking at the stuff that it created, like random images, what did I see? Sort of looking up at clouds and saying, I see a bunny or I see a rabbit or I see a horse. In this case, Michelangelo saw a horse on wheels. Hmm. Like you'd ride a horse as transportation, but for some reason it was on wheels. And he went with that idea of, well, if a horse is used for transportation, couldn't wheels be used for transportation as well? You sit on a horse, you could sit on the wheels, and boom, 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 not too difficult, was then the invention of the bicycle. Is that? I had no idea. Yeah, I love that. I love inspiration coming from different places. That's amazing. Well, exactly. And that's really what it is when you say messy, disorganized creatives. They have this really interesting ability to make random associations Mm -hmm. with things, which is the essence of this process. Mm. I read the story of the man who created Velcro. Right. A guy in Switzerland with long wool socks goes for a walk, as they all do in Switzerland, but with his big walking stick in the weeds and all these burrs stick to his socks. He comes back and starts to examine this stuff under a microscope going, socks and weeds would never use usually be in the same category. But when you put them together, look what happens, right? Yeah. I love that. Like you're thinking outside of silos and that anything can influence anything and everything. Exactly. So really the Osborne Pines theory from 1957 was diverge and converge. In other words, all the work I do with any group anywhere is all about going out there, letting your mind go free, have some fun, laugh, whether it's a scavenger hunt, a line drawing, Play-Doh, Lego, whatever you want to use, you just randomly come up with stuff. Mm-hmm. Then you introduce, that's the, that's the divergent thinking, and then you randomly introduce a task, like a well-written little task how do we improve the corporate culture of our organization? How do we invent a new breakfast sandwich for Burger King? Whatever it is. And you force associate those random things like the horse on wheels, as Michelangelo did, mm-hmm. with a task. And, and not every single word is going to work, but enough of them will work that you will come up with amazing stuff. So can you give us some examples like that you mm-hmm. personally, you know, like, that you're allowed to share or can share of, of just, For you know, sure. this creative process and because the listeners, of this podcast are, um, you know, there, there are a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners, a lot of people that, that would play in a creative space. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. and this is, I, and what I really, I find exciting about, you know, hearing what you do is this idea of, you know, like, like, like an idea isn't just an idea until you can, you can drive some result out of it. Right. And, and what I'm hearing right. in this process is it's like taking these, ran- um, helping an idea actually, you know, you know, giving it some life. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so, so what are, you know, 
and then and, and to the skeptic out there listening, going, "Come on, you play with play doh, and then some, you know, yeah. something really is going to happen in terms of impacting my business." Come on, um, what? Yeah. So we we need to. I think we need to answer that skeptic a little bit, right? Um, so how how Absolutely. would you how would you respond? And like, what would it, what would be an example you could give of uh, of, of the process? Absolutely, I'd be happy. To, I'll give you a couple. Okay, and great. and and skeptics are. I love skeptics because I get uh, just, just to back the story a little bit. Uh, when somebody walks into a room with me the first time we have it set up usually in round tables. Cause I divide larger groups of people. So let's say it's 25 people. I would divide those people into five groups of five because it typically in a brainstorming session, you've got 20% of the people contributing 80% of the ideas and the other people feel intimidated. Like, Oh, that guy's really creative. If I say what I want to say, it's going to sound really quote unquote stupid. Right. The, the extroverts tend the, to rule whether they deserve. Oh, to absolutely. <laughs> exactly. So in little teams or little tribes, they feel more comfortable in sharing their ideas. And then when the team stands up to present, it's like, it's not just me, it's the whole team. So the room's always set up with brown paper, Play-Doh, Lego, crayons, tactile toys, things that essentially get your hands moving because 80% of our brain function is connected with our left and right hand. So as you're playing with Play-Doh or doodling or crayoning or playing with toys, you're actually firing 80% of your brain. So skeptics walk in and say, what the hell is this? What a waste of time. I am so busy. I'm a senior executive. I am not going to spend my valuable time doing this crap. When you analyze that, they're scared. They're scared because they haven't seen this before, because they don't know how to control the situation. They may be put in a position where they don't know what's about to happen, and they don't want to be made to feel uncomfortable. Humans just don't want to be uncomfortable. So I always take about 15 to 20 minutes to walk everybody into this process very carefully and slowly and gently and prove to them that, in fact, it really works. So we will now launch into a story. Number one story was Burger King, where I was in Miami at the at a very big, fancy Miami hotel where they were having a, an, an all staff for Burger King. And we had 90 people in the room, which is larger than I normally deal with, but I had a couple of associates helping me. And uh, they were working on ideas for the breakfast day part. So how do we increase sales traffic for the breakfast day part? And I sent them out on a scavenger hunt. Now, scavenger hunt with the direction of, as a team, nobody's supposed to be on their phone unless you need your phone to take a picture. I want you to bring me back four of the craziest things you can find. There's no criteria. Just bring me back four crazy things. So some teams brought back towels from the pool. Some people brought back putters from the golf shop. Some people brought back lawn chairs from the pool area. And one team brought back the doorman, literally. Love it. Love it. (laughs) <laughs> I said, would you put all of the things you brought back in the middle of the table, please? And and so, of course, the doorman stands in the middle of the table. And the doorman is already like 6'4 in the full uniform with the hat and everything. <laughs> and now he's like almost touching the ceiling. And what I asked each team to do was make four columns. So write down the four things you wrote and just essentially Give me everything that that thing makes you think of. So if you got a lawn chair, what does that make you think of? If you have a golf putter, what does that make you think of? So single words down those columns. The team that had the doorman wrote down stuff like greeter, helper, 
welcoming, smiling, knowledgeable, like all the things you would expect if you pulled up in front of a fancy hotel that this guy would do for you. Like he'd remember your name and he would help you open the door and help you with parcels and like anything you need, right? So then after these random words are all thrown down on this large piece of paper, the task is presented. Interesting that the task is not given in advance. It's now a surprise. I want you to use the words that you came up with from all these strange things you went out and brought back on your scavenger hunt to attack the task. How do we increase sales at the breakfast day part for Burger King in North America? So where we went with that, with that team with the doorman, was that they came up with essentially an idea of a Burger King doorman. A guy or a woman who would be there at breakfast, who would open the door, who would refill your coffee, who would hand you a free newspaper, who would offer you samples potentially of new breakfast things that Burger King is launching, who would walk through the drive through zone and have little treats in his pocket for dogs, puppies that are in the car, who would just generally make the experience as wonderful as it might have been driving up to the Waldorf Hotel in New York City, for example. And if I hadn't sent them out into the great big world of this fancy hotel and said, bring me back four things, they wouldn't have sat there with just, you know, okay, you guys have to come up with some ideas for the breakfast day part. No stimuli, no randomness, no nothing. Just think. Well, what ends up happening if you don't give your brain these random associations is they're like, oh, well, you know what? McDonald's came up with this new breakfast burrito thing. (laughs) So why don't we take their idea and copy it? Mm -hmm. Well, that's not innovative and that's not original Mm -hmm. and that's not going to get you anywhere but a copycat or brand perspective. So it really comes down to the randomness of the association and there's a million creative exercises that will get you there. Well, you're really advocating for helping me out to fight at work to promote my randomness. So thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm going to get everyone to hear this podcast. Well, and and you know what? At first, people will go, well, like, this is really fun. We're all having fun. Look at us all trooping out of the hotel boardroom and and going out and bringing back fun things. And ha ha, this is fun. But they have to trust the process because when they see the quality of, of ideas that come out of it, those skeptics that you referred to, Monica, are or Dave and Monica, they're like, wow. And I look at them and say, now, if you just sat there with a pen and paper and I said, work on some ideas for a breakfast day part for Burger King, would you have come up with the idea of a greeter at the door? Yeah, likely I lo- I love not. It. Right? hundred percent. You know, well, you know, and I, what, what struck me as I'm listening to you, Marilyn, is um, the trust and confidence you as a facilitator have to have in the process, Right. And mm-hmm. because, because people are, I think that's a brilliant way to describe it. People are naturally skeptical of some mm-hmm. of the things you do. I'm, by the way, I'm an executive coach. They're scared. Yeah. And, and when you take them through stuff that, you know, touches on emotions or whatever, or, or, you know, is outside their comfort zone. And you think, especially those kind of the left brain thinkers out there, um, that can be really challenging. So you, so Absolutely. for you, like what, what gave, what gives you the confidence to stand in front of a group of 90 people and, and take them to it, knowing where, you know, or I guess, hoping or, or pretty confident that it's going to going to have a solid outcome um i mean just just it's see- never failed really eh? it's never failed wow. it's i've done it for 10 years 10 years well so, so let's talk I about the my, let's talk about the first time you did it never just, out of, fails. just out of curiosity but what gave you the confidence to do it the first time 
the training I received in Scandinavia and watching other facilitators use a version of this random association and then in my watching myself respond to that and okay. seeing how many ideas I could come up with yeah. and and realizing because of my firsthand experience of now being in sort of the experiential place of the person, like a person who would be sitting in my, my teams, like, wow, this is mm -hmm. completely amazing. And it's, it, 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 I say to them, it, it's guaranteed to work because in your brains, you have the ability because all of us were born with it. And so knowing and being confident in the human being and knowing all of us were born this way, I mean, in Michael Michalko's uh, books and in his podcast he did recently, he used an example, which I love, which is if you give a five-year-old a box, a plain brown box, he will make it into a – he or she will make it into a million things. Absolutely. If you give a university graduate a box, they'll say this is a container to hold things. I love it. Because love it. that's where it's gone. And 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 usually people are are a little bit uncomfortable with I'm a grown up now. I'm a senior executive now. I don't want to <laughs> act like a child. I don't want you to take me back there. Yeah. But when they go there, they realize that brilliant innovative ideas come from random association and that's what it is. I love that. I mean, that's fresh for us. I, I, one of our core values at our office is play. And the, mm -hmm. ar the artist David Hockney said that people tend to forget that play is serious. And it is. it's really an important part of how we can draw ideas. And I like this, uh, the idea of random association. It's a really, it really makes it broad lateral thinking. I think that's, uh, it's, a, it's great to think of it as a process. And it almost lets the people that don't let themselves play enough to incorporate into their life. Uh, how do you use do your, how do you use your process for your personal life to think bigger on your for your own growth? I put people around me, whether they're my kids or whether they're my husband or whether they're my friends, and I, I essentially execute this kind of thing um, for myself for my business using new and different techniques. So there's a couple of answers to that. First of all, I, I do teaching and I do this kind of thing in, in universities and schools, just, just because there are marketing courses and, and, and there are people that are interested in going into, you know, design, creative design, the advertising business. And so they have me in as a speaker. And often I will ask if it's okay for me to quote unquote, guinea pig, pig some new processes. You know, if, it's something I would never do with a paying client, but I want to, I've thought of something and I want to try it out. So I'll try it out for myself with my own friends and family, or I'll try it out uh, in the context of a teaching situation and then ask the students, the university students to give me feedback on it. Um, I will give you one more story with your permission. If, if we have time, I'm not watching any kind yeah, of you know, clock or no, anything. I know. And thank you for asking that. We got, we, we're just coming up at the end here. We try to keep these pretty oh, tight. Oh, are we? Okay. But, I, but, I, but, I'll but, stop. but can, well, can, can, and, and it's not, I want to hear more. <laughs> I want to hear that's it. That's the thing that I'm really in What are you doing, Dave? Yeah, I know. So we, we got. <laughs> okay. So, it's like, I'll take, I'll take literally one minute. Love so it. it. was a group. This is a, yeah, yeah. A, a, a different story about a different fast food okay. or QSR, quick yeah. service restaurants. It was McDonald's. McDonald's is looking at new ways to take their mix cafe brand to the next level so it's 65 people in a room here in toronto 
agencies, clients, everybody, and and not right out of the gate because this is too weird to do right out of the gate. But after lunch, they were trusting of the process. So at that point, they're like, yeah, hey, bring it. So I had everybody bring pieces of a Halloween costume that would have been meaningful to them when they were somewhere between the age of five and ten. So one of the men in one of the groups dressed up as a pirate. And what we do in this situation is you dress up as a pirate and then you close your eyes and you think about all the ways you felt dressed up as a pirate. I'm powerful. Yeah. I'm bad. I look mean. I do this. I pillage. I, 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 you know, take, I rob other boats. I do all this kind of stuff. And then we drop the challenge. How do you take McCafe and that whole line of beverages to the next level from the pirate's perspective? People look at me like, okay, now you're really nuts, Marilyn. I'm like, no, 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 think about it. If you were a pirate, what would you do? And the answer was, I would pillage. You're right there. You're absolutely right there. I would pillage. And I'd be like, from whom? From our major competitor. Okay, who is that? Tim Hortons. I'm like, okay, so tell me how that would work. Bring in your non-winning roll-up-the-rim cups because, oh, bummer, you won nothing because we rolled up the rim and it was sorry play again. Bring them to us and we'll give you a free coffee. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Nice. And there, and there you are. And this was because the pirate wanted to pillage. And Love he had it. the like, parrot on his shoulder. Love he it. had the patch over his eye. Amazing. <laughs> love, it. love it. I love it. Um so I am I'm going to throw this out there just just because, you know, in the in the off chance that you'd be agree to this. I'd love to have you on again at some point in the future. Um because there's Would so love to do it. Oh, Marilyn, there's so much here. Like mm-hmm. so, you know, so questions that come to mind are things like, you know, how how does our our formal education process kind of beat out some of that this innovative thinking that you're mm-hmm. actually tapping back into. You know, I mean all these places, but but we're going to we're going to leave it at this. I want Thank you so much for mm-hmm. your time. And before um, before we let you go, could you? And what we're going to do is we're going to do some just quick takeaways in terms of what we learned from you today. But how do people learn more about you, and how can they um, how can they reach out to you and and just learn more about well, you in the you. process? Well, thank you. It's all on my website, and that's www.barefoot, which is the bear naked foot, not the animal foot. So B-A-R-E-F-O-O-T, barefootbrainstorming.com. It's all there. And so there's pictures and there's case histories and testimonials and contact information and stuff. So if you're interested in checking me out, there you go. Awesome. We okay. will. We will. I will for sure. Great. I know our listeners will. Thank you so much for your time, Marilyn. And, Thanks for um, having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll, we're going to be in touch soon. Nice to meet you, Marilyn. Okay, great. I'd look forward to that. Okay. Take care. Thanks, Take care. Monica. Thanks, Dave. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, Monica, yeah, what did you, um, you know, as Greg and I always do our takeaways. Right away. First off, you're right out of the gates with this. Uh, you just jumped right in, right? We're still recording. Hi. And... <laughs> That's what I do when we're still recording. Hi. Sorry. And what? So, 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 Greg and I like to do quick takeaways, right? Yeah, so, great. Okay. So, just like, and, and we only got a couple minutes here, but but what are some of the things you took away from this? I love the idea of getting out of our silos, mm. and that everything is relevant to everything, mm-hmm. and that everything's connected. And yeah. this idea of uh, that inspiration is where you least expect it, and it's all around us. Um, yeah, I like totally. I mean, and, and that, and it's, and I, it doesn't make you feel like, geez, there's so much we're missing, right? You I, know what I mean? Like, I'm thinking, you I can't know, believe I didn't dress like a pirate this week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but I love it. And well, so here's I what I, my takeaway is like, because I facilitate, as you know, sessions yes. and that sort of thing. And just the immense amount of confidence the person has facilitating something like this would have to have mm-hmm. to help people, um, you know, actually 
recognize the the, the brilliance of the process because it's not something you can stop halfway through, right? right? You can't dress up as pirates and people are right because kind of, she, I'm guarantee she would get some resistance to this oh, for sure. But God love her, and um, I mean, just the immense amount of confidence. And and I mean, and the other thing I really enjoy is she's she's so articulate, you mm-hmm. know, and her ability Fantastic to speaker. express an idea, mm-hmm. you know, and she she clearly Agreed. does a lot of speaking. So and she so, tailored her process really well to the different types of people and how they would actually interpret that information, right. breaking it up into smaller groups, developing a sense of trust, yeah. all of those yeah. making yeah. something that could be seem very daunting at first, yeah. very accessible, because yeah. play really yeah. is at the heart of it. Yeah, with a solid outcome. Absolutely. Yeah, which is the, the, the very cool part. So, well, thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. We're, awesome. we're one down. We got you in for a few more, I understand. So, yeah. Um, Exciting to be back next upward. week. Next week. Nice. See you, folks. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness then check out the natural man podcast join me host mike c as we explore all areas of human wellness physical mental and emotional learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health remember your doctor works for you learn biohacks neurohacks ways to improve sleep and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.